Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Stephen. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is November 14th, 2023. It's currently 1.16 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late doing my thing, working on wedding photos, editing wedding videos, because that's what I do. I own a wedding company here in Hawaii, and we do everything. Apparently, we also do helicopter weddings, which is really cool. And uh, if you ever want to get married via chopper, <laughs> give me a buzz. And then on top of that, we do something really cool, like throw you out of the helicopter into the ocean. I'm not joking about that. <laughs> if you think I'm joking about that, visit my website, dreamweddingshawaii.com. That's dreamweddings with an S, hawaii.com. Click on the adventure couple link over there. And uh, I think it's the second link um, that kind of shuffles through there. And you will see my adventure couple wedding. Anyway, I don't want to talk about weddings today. <laughs> I do want to talk about my barbecue I had this weekend, just really quick before we uh, get into everything else. Um, yeah, I, co- I cooked some salmon. And the salmon just turned out really, really good. It wasn't my best salmon. <laughs> I have to be quite honest with you. I mean, I'm very confident in my cooking I'm very confident in my barbecue skills, but sometimes, sometimes, uh, I guess you get kind of carried away talking to your friends and you kind of let the barbecue stove go a little and it went a little hot on me. So the salmon that came out, it was uh, a little bit on the drier side, a little bit more dry than I wanted to, a little, a little bit more cooked than I really wanted it to be. And, uh, they didn't notice it was uh, not perfect, but you know, I'm, completely uh, I guess an anal retentive cook why don't we just say that and uh, it could have been done a little better just a little better it wasn't perfect and uh, that kind of bugs me it's my personality type I'm sorry I'm like a anal retentive barbecuer <laughs> that's all it is and uh, but other than that I have to tell you that that barbecue we had this weekend, uh, it was a combination of you know um, two sets of friends who didn't know each other. Uh, my my first set of friends uh, that came over, they're a former client of mine, former client turned friends. In fact, you know if you booked your wedding with me, uh, and if we share some common views, there's a big chance we're going to stay in touch with each other. We're going to become friends eventually. We're going to add each other on Facebook, and you know you know I will become friends with you for the rest of your life. Uh, maybe not both of you. <laughs> you know, I I will tell you something funny. You know, I am friends, you know, with some of my couples here, and they broke up with their their uh, their spouses. They broke up with their spouses. Now their spouse, who I wasn't close to, they they unfriended me clearly. Uh, you know, of course they don't want to keep in touch with their their wedding planner. Like why? Why would they ever do that for? Right? But a lot of times, if I'm close to the other spouse, you know, um, they won't delete me. And they're still in touch with me. In fact, they're married to someone else now, and uh, and we're still keeping in touch. So, so it's like, yeah, you know. And if you want to keep friends with me, I'm fine. I mean, I don't want to stop being friends with anyone. I have some couples, by the way, who have broken up with each other, but they're still friends with me on Facebook. Both of them, but they're not friends with each other. And then on, on top of that, they share some kids together, and they got married to other people. And uh, you know, but they're still very cordial to me. In fact. A lot of them, they come down there with their new families, and I'll take pictures of them, and then the other family will come down, and I'll take pictures of them with their new family. Oh, it's a kind of interesting uh, dynamic here, but I guess that's what it is. You know, I'm, a very, uh, I'm very lucky, and uh, you know, I guess their animosity is not with me. It's with each other. And sometimes, a lot of times, they're still very cordial with each other, and uh, things didn't, didn't work out. Anyway, 
uh, my other my, my other set of friends that, that came along to this barbecue, uh, I was actually a client of his, and then I became his friend. And uh, he's a cell phone repair guy, and every time I go there to get my cell phone repaired, because I just have this, uh, I think I have a compulsive disorder when it comes to dropping phones, uh, I guess, at the correct specific angle where Gorilla Glass would just explode on you. Yeah, Gorilla Glass is supposed to be so bulletproof, you can you know shoot it with a, a BB and it's not going to like, you know, explode. But apparently if you drop it at the right angle, at the right corner, even with a case, even with an otter case or like one of those really beefy cases over, over there, it will still break. So, um, yeah, yeah <laughs> he, fixed it. he fixed a handful of my phones for me. And uh, every time we would, I would go down there, we would talk about life. We'd talk about, you know, um, the different challenges in life and uh, business and, and all those other other things. And uh, we, ended up, we ended up striking up a really good friendship. And uh, we eventually became really good friends and hung out, you know, outside of his business. And uh, he came over for uh, dinner and... Uh, he brought his girlfriend and then my former clients over there, the you know, husband and wife, they got along like peas and carrots, <laughs> you know, like peanut butter and jelly. They're, they're just perfect together. And they're sure that both, both couples were just laughing their ass off. And, and, and a mutual friend of mine who came, who knows, who knows about my other friend, he told me, man, I never heard so-and-so laugh like that in my entire life not for a long time and one of my former wedding couple the the former i guess why don't we just call her the bride uh she comes up to me afterwards and says you know steve i've never laughed this hard like for a long time and i just this was great and the groom you know former client groom he said then they're on their they're on their way to america samoa to to check out the national parks there because this um, retired couple, they are they are they're like an adventure couple, so they're they're just traveling the nation, uh, visiting all of the the national parks, and uh, they actually uh, are on their way to America Samoa because that's one of the few I guess national parks that are I guess left on their on their list, and he says this is just a perfect way to to like uh, I guess jumpstart our entire adventure, so it was great. It was really great, and the, again, the food came out great. I made some hamburgers, uh, made some salad, and uh, I made a uh, pokey for the first time in my life, and it turned out pretty darn good. So, uh, I think I'm going to try to start making pokey because it's really not that hard. It's, it, it really isn't, and uh, we'll see how how good I get at it. And uh, I have to tell you this: like, you know, if I put my mind to it, usually I can get pretty good at it. Uh, I'm not a trained chef at all, like far from a trained chef, uh, but I learned a lot from my mom. And uh, I've also trained myself to do a lot of these things. And I, and I have a really good palate, a really good idea of how flavors go well together. And, and I can tell you, I can, my barbecue is really, really, really good. I, mean, I can grill a steak like you wouldn't believe. I can cook, smoke a brisket, smoke ribs, smoke a really good salmon. And in fact, my salmon, uh, my other friends just delivered salmon to an executive chef. And they, and they, and they tasted it just yesterday and uh they they texted back that they want to work with me uh i guess on on i guess including including my salmon and whatever else i make on their menu possibly so i won't be meeting with them but again you know no culinary experience at all and i don't know if they cook i don't think they teach barbecue at these culinary you know colleges but you know i have to tell you that the it's i it's uh it's a different art but i'm really good at that 
<laughs> I may be tooting my own horn about that, but you have to just believe me. And uh, eventually, I think I leaked the name of my company when I was talking to Pitmaster Keith the other day. So if you want to know the name of the company, you have to listen to the podcast before this one. Uh, but when I get the name out there and uh, ready to rock and roll, you're going to love it. And uh, our smoker, our big-ass freaking smoker, the 500-gallon propane smoker, that's getting done. And that's only the first of, uh, I guess, of the smokers that we'll get. Eventually, I want to get five 1,000-gallon propane smokers. And when I say propane smoker, we're not smoking with propane. We're just repurposing propane tanks into smokers. And we're having them custom-made for us to suit our cooking style. And, um, and, and that's really it here. But, you know, I, I didn't come today to talk about barbecue. Um, I didn't talk, didn't want to talk about, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about a barbecue this weekend at all either. I just jumped into that subject. You know, you, you know, when you talk on a podcast, especially when I do it, um, I try to go off script completely. Uh, and that's kind of strange, you know, give, given that I used to be a screenwriter and, uh, you know, screenwriters and, you know, want everything scripted, but, uh, you know, I, I feel this free flow form of talking is just a lot better sometimes. But, uh, what I really wanted to talk about was this other guy called, uh, what is his name here? Like, um, hold on a second. I got it open right here. Uh, this guy's name is Douglas Mackey. Now you probably never heard of him. He's not appearing on my podcast, I'm not interviewing him at, him at all. Um, uh, but he just got sentenced to seven months in federal prison for um, 2016 voter suppression, uh, 20, to, to quote them exactly, it's a 2016 voter suppression scheme. So what is his crime specifically? Well, he posted, well, he had a Twitter account that had a whopping 58,000 Twitter followers. Uh, just to, in comparison, Tucker Carlson has 10.6 million Okay, this guy, Douglas Mackey, had 58,000 Twitter followers. And uh, apparently, he reposted a meme that mocked Hillary Clinton voters and said, hey, you know what, if you want to vote for the 2016 election, you can actually text in your vote. Now, it was completely, uh, you know, ludicrous. And basically, everyone knows that you can't vote by text. Okay, okay, and they, and they put up a fake text number up there, and they could not find one person, one person in the 300 million people that live here in America uh, that voted by text, and especially any, any of them that voted by text through this meme. So there was no victim of this quote-unquote crime, yet this guy got seven months for trying to, I guess, suppress votes in 2016 trying and even if that was the purpose it didn't seem like as though it was a purpose it was just i've seen that text before um and uh you know, that that text by the way another text saying hey vote for trump via text that one also popped up <laughs> on my on my uh facebook and uh you know it's just it's just like it's it's stupid it's it's a Everyone knows about voting. You're either going to vote in person or you're going to vote by computer or you're going to vote by mail. That Everybody knew that. Everyone knew that. And apparently, for some reason, this guy, Douglas Mackey, went to prison. So I'm going to read this article from AP. 
I guess from, from, from uh, I guess Reuters. Is it Reuters? No, it's AP. Sorry, from the Associated Press. And uh, and I'll comment as I read this, and then I'll probably stop there and comment more, and uh, and we'll, I guess we'll figure out where to go from there. So the title reads: Far right influencer sentenced to seven months in 2016 voter suppression scheme. New York, a right wing social media influencer was sentenced to seven months in federal prison on Wednesday for spreading falsehoods via Twitter, now known as X, in an effort to suppress Democratic turnout in the 2016 presidential election. Okay, so that's what he was sentenced for. Douglas Mackey, who posts under the alias Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> you know Ricky Vaughn is? That's the guy from, um, uh, th- that, that's the guy from the Major League Baseball. Okay, so it's a it's a total fake account, right? It's a it's a trolling account. He's not even posting under his real name. So how can anybody take uh, I guess uh, an account that's named after Ricky Vaughn, the, the character in Major League, seriously? So he was convicted in March of the charge of conspiracy against rights after a trial in federal court in Brooklyn. Say that five times fast. Prosecutors said that. Mackey, who had 58,000 Twitter followers, conspired with others between September and November of 2016 to post falsely that supporters of Democrat Hillary Clinton could vote for uh, for her by text or social media post. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. For example, they said Mackey tweeted a photo of a woman standing in front of an Africans Americans for Hillary sign. That said, avoid the line, vote vote from home, the tweet said. Text Hillary to 59925. U.S. Attorney Breon Peace said in a statement that Mackey weaponized disinformation in a dangerous scheme to stop targeted groups, including black and brown people and women, from participating in our democracy. Isn't that the new narrative now, right? We have to protect our democracy because the right, they're just after it. I mean, this right here, this case right here is an act of, you know, (laughs) having, is is an attack on democracy because Douglas Mackey didn't, he didn't commit any crime. There's no, there's no victims here. Not one person, the 300 million people in America, voted by text. And if any of them actually did vote, voted by, vote by text, none of them said they voted because of his tweet or of his meme. Nothing. And everyone knows 58,000, 58,000, um, uh, I guess, followers, that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. So this meme apparently tried to swing the election? No, this is... This is complete ludicrous BS. So Mackey's attorney, Andrew Frisch, asked in a memorandum to the judge that his client be spared prison. Frisch said that Mackey started psychotherapy in 2018 in an effort to change his life and is not the Ricky Vaughn of seven years ago. (laughs) I think it's so funny. So they're trying to pull out all the strings. I'm sure this guy, I saw this guy interviewed on um, Tucker Carlson. There's nothing wrong with this guy, but they're just trying to say, hey, spare him from prison because you know what? You know, there's there's just something wrong with this guy. So Judge Ann Donnelly uh, denied the request. The New York Times reports that before issuing his sentence, Donnelly said that Mackey had been one of the leading members of a conspiracy that was nothing short of an, insu- of an assault on our democracy. 
All right. So what are they saying here? That people who are black, brown, I'm not sure what I am. am I, I, I'm a Chinese, so do, I'm, I guess I'm yellow. I'm not included in that. And also women. Uh, they're not smart enough to figure out that you should either you know, vote by mail or vote in person. Uh, you can vote by text. And uh, they think that you know, they would get a text from Ricky Vaughn and that would actually persuade them to vote by text. And even, even if they did that, that number went to nothing. It actually went to nowhere. And not one person was found to have done that. And they're sentencing this guy to seven months. Can you imagine that? It's just crazy. There's, this is not, this is not, not right. <laughs> we live in America. You have your freedom of speech. This should protect you. I mean, this is not an assault. There's no assault on democracy happening here. And this, this is the same thing what they're trying to get, um, what they're trying to do with to, to Trump. They're trying to get Trump for defrauding the, I guess, the city of uh, the, the city of New York. And um, when nobody had been defrauded, the city hasn't been defrauded, <laughs> right? They're just saying, oh, Donald Trump on a few bank, I guess, applications, lied on his bank applications by overvaluing his properties. He overvalued his properties. <laughs> I already did a podcast about this, but I'll just re recap it really quick that value is very, very subjective, Value is what the market would demand. The judge there, he's he's trying to say that, well, Donald Trump, you pay you know this amount of money on Mar-a-Lago, so it is not worth billions of dollars. Well, Donald Trump can say it's whatever it's worth. And it's that's whatever the market will bear. And you don't know what the market will bear until you put it out there on the market, but you can pay for anything you want. And I know Donald Trump has sold things way over market value. And, and, and again, value is 1 million percent, 1 million percent creative, subjective, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, I, and I made this example before, and I said that, you know, the Tom Brady, one of his autograph rookie cards is worth $1 million. Now, would you pay $1 million for a Tom Brady autograph card? Absolutely not. But there's someone out there who would. Does that mean that person overvalued the Tom Brady card? No. That's just what it is. I remember going into an, to an auction for um, Square USA. That, um, Square, was it Square? Something, I think it was Square USA. I think it was. It was it's, not, it's not related to the credit card processing machine company. Uh, but I, be, I believe Square was an animation company that made the Final Fantasy movie. I think it was Final Fantasy V or something like that. And uh, they, were, they were here on, on Oahu. The movie bombed. And because it bombed, uh, a lot of the, they, had, they had basically closed up their offices. So they're out there. We go out there to their, I guess, their auction because they're auctioning off everything, and they have a first aid kit out there. Now, this first aid kit, <laughs> you can go down to Walmart and probably buy it for like about twenty bucks. They auctioned off that thing for about a thousand dollars because that auction guy he kept you know you know spitting out numbers, 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 and then these people were just so excited by raising their hand in the very very beginning, and <laughs> he got a thousand dollars for it. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. You know, he, he took advantage. The auctioneer, I forgot what you call him, but he just took advantage of the situation. And there were, there were like things that were there. They're just like, you know, the people who didn't know, didn't, didn't know how to bid 
correctly on items. And they had, these are back in when the, the LCD, you know, the debt, it wasn't LCDs, but they were plasma TVs. And they were going for 20, 30 grand. When you could buy them at Costco for about, you know, $3,000. And I just, my father and I could not understand it. Like, you know, 20, 30 grand for like a, a 45 inch TV. <laughs> Something's wrong here. But again, value is very, very subjective. And how you get to that number, you never know. So if Donald Trump says he could probably sell, you know, Trump Tower and all of this type of stuff for X amount of dollars, then you would have to believe him. You really would have to believe him. But again, the, how this compares to to Douglas Mackey's case is that there's no victim in Donald Trump's crime either. We're not not crime, it's just the wrong word. In Donald Trump's case, because the banks were not defrauded and the city of New York was not defrauded. Do you know how the city of New York is arriving uh, to the two hundred fifty million dollar, I guess, um, some total that they believe they're owed by Donald Trump? They said that Donald, because Donald Trump lied on his application to these two banks, um, these two banks should have actually charged Donald Trump more interest, and therefore the banks would have made more money, and that would have, uh, I guess, equated out to more tax revenue. If you count the investments that the gov- government could have made with this extra tax revenue, that would be about $250 million. That is really, really a stretch. And... You know, it's no crime, no crime whatsoever, no victims you know, whatsoever. This is the the government just you know, perverting the law. And in Donald Trump's case, uh, the the attorney general made it so that the judge is the juror, the sole juror and, de- and decision maker of this case. And he has already said that Donald Trump is guilty. And it's just a matter of how much money he owes us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? What do you know, right? And the same thing goes with this. Douglas Mackey. <laughs> because because his um because his trial I, I guess was uh because his crime, his so his quote unquote crime was done of of posting a meme that Hillary Clinton did not like. All right, let's let's just make this very clear. That that uh because it was posted on top of the internet he could be tried anywhere in the United States. So they chose the most left-leaning place that he could ever go. His jury is not a jury of his peers. They're all Democrats, and they all hate the guy. And all 12 members of the jurors you know, voted to, to actually you know, convict. And you know, the, the deck was stacked against him from the very, very, very beginning. This is, this is clearly a freedom of speech case. You know, anybody can, you know, Anybody can post anything on social media, including if it's false. There's so much fake information out there. In fact, the media and Hillary Clinton, they are guilty of creating false information and to to trying to use that false information to get Donald Trump not only impeached, but also thrown, I guess, uh, thrown into jail, you know. And also trying to get people to vote, to not vote for Donald Trump because of his so-called, you know, Russia collusion uh, that, that he had, that he was guilty of because of a, a Russian dossier that was leaked to, to a lot of people there. The media, the politicians, they all lied. That right there affected a lot of votes. 
And I, I bet there's, and there's still a lot of Democrats, till this very day, that believe that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election from Hillary Clinton. All fake news. That did more damage than anything else, except we're going after Douglas, Douglas Mackey, and Hillary Clinton is walking around scot-free, and she's not even worried about, you know, worried about going to prison. You know, fast forward to 2020 election, you have the media again conspiring with the CIA and the FBI to hide the information that um, the, that uh, that that Hunter Biden's laptop is actually real, and they're, they're they're trying to protect Joe Biden at all costs. They're lying to the public about that. In fact, if if people knew, then there's a stat for this stat for this. If people knew that the um, Hunter Biden laptop was real. It would have affected enough votes to sway the election into the favor of Trump. So they all suppressed that information to subvert our democracy. Where's, why, where's, why is no one going to prison for that? They lied to us. They lied to us flat out. But this guy, Douglas Mackey, he's going to prison for seven months because he posted a meme that he didn't even create. This is not democracy right now, people. We are living in some type of weird time in our country where what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right, what's a man, you know, we don't know what a woman is, we don't know. Uh, apparently, there's like over half of our country who has no idea what the hell, what the hell evil is because apparently, if, if a person chops off a woman's head, rapes them, and beheads them, uh, in the name of Allah, uh, that is actually a peaceful fighter, not a terrorist. They're the people who who went into, I guess, the uh, the people's house, what they called that, Congress, and protested, which was their right, and the majority of them did it very, very peacefully. Those are considered terrorists, while Hamas are considered armed gunmen. It's kind of weird, people. This is the world we're living in right now. So we all have to watch out for what we have to say on top of the internet because we could be next, especially if Joe Biden gets reelected. Um, you know, the, the the Democrats they keep saying they keep saying they're trying to protect our democracy. No, this right here is a power grab. They want more power. They're not about freedom. They're not about freedom of choice. They're not about freedom of speech. They're not even about your freedom to hold down the job you want. Or freedom to drive the car you want, or the freedom of to eat the food you want. You know, there's a big portion of them who are anti-beef. They don't want you eating cow. They want you to be eating some type of you know weird you know created version of like meat that that looks like toothpaste. Um, you know, all in the name of global warming. You know, they don't want you to be driving a, you know, your your classic car. Joe Biden can drive his classic Corvette, by the way, but they don't want you driving your, your classic car or your quote-unquote gas guzzler because you know they believe that would just ruin the entire world. But at the same time, they're, they're saying they're doing all of this to, to, to save humanity when they're 100% okay sacrificing their own baby in the name of their career. Right? We're talking about abortion. So... It's very, we're living in a very, very strange place right now where people in the world have no idea what's right from, from wrong, what's up and down, what's male or female, and what's democracy or communism. And, uh, 
you have to look very, very carefully because if you are on the side of the left and uh, you look down on Trump supporters and you look down on even Donald Trump himself, you have to really question yourself and ask yourself if you really are on the right side. I mean, I, I really, I really think that's what it comes down to. Anyway, people, I'm going to cut this podcast short. Uh, great talking to you. It's 1.44 a.m. in the morning already. I should be getting to bed. But thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking more, and uh, I'll catch you around.